0: Hello and welcome back to the itinerary. Thank you very much for joining us. I am one of your hosts, Jared Schwartz.
1: I am Melissa Schwartz, the other.
0: The other, the co-host.
1: The better.
0: Riding along, the co-pilot. Hope you guys are enjoying your summer. We sure have. This is uh, the conclusion of the big Euro 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 trip 2019 summer edition. So... So Fear far,
1: not, I've already started planning our 2020. Oh,
0: please Euro stop. Trip. Please get out of here.
1: You're right there with me.
0: Ugh, get out of here. Um, too soon. Anyways, so previous episodes were Sicily, Barcelona,
1: Ibiza. Is that how they
0: say it? Yeah. Ibiza.
1: And they say Barcelona.
0: Okay, so those two. So you have those three episodes. Those are the last three. If you want to go back and listen. Just search for them. Uh, if you're listening to us in iTunes or Spotify, very easy. Just click on available episodes, download it, rate, review, subscribe. That's all you got to do. And then uh, you can catch up. So this one, we're going to Portugal, a place that you wanted to go to for a long time. And specifically, now people call it different things, right? Is it Algarve or Algarve?
1: So I think it's Elgarve, and Colton from The Bachelor was the one that enlightened me on how to say it when they went there. Oh, I'm
0: sure he was told how to say it by, of the, pro- by was, the producers. Of course he
1: was told how to say it by the producers, but I felt like such a moron because I had planned that trip months before that episode aired, so I had been saying to people that I was going to the Elgarve coast Wrong for a very long time. Very wrong. Very wrong.
0: All right, so uh, we're going over to Portugal. You ready?
1: Oh, I am ready.
0: Yeah, yes, you. Are you ready? (laughs) All right, let's go. So, as Melissa just mentioned, the correct pronunciation is Algarve, and that is in southern Portugal along the coast. It's a beachy area, so we're heading there uh, from Ibiza, and there's no direct flights. So what we originally planned to do was go from Barcelona. And we were going to stay in Barcelona a lot longer than we actually did. But we made the last-minute decision to go to Ibiza for two nights. So to get back, we obviously we already had our flight booked from Barcelona to Faro, which is the airport in the Algarve. So we had to get back to Barcelona. So what we did was... Took our uh, favorite European summer airline. I mean, they should
1: really just sponsor our summer series. Hey,
0: Vwelling, if you want to sponsor, or anybody for that matter, if you want to sponsor the podcast, very easy, just get in touch with us, um, and we can have a serious conversation about it. But anyways, uh, so Vwelling, we took our flight back to Barcelona, and then connected. But the, the main issue that we had, because we always have some kind of issue, if you remember, Oh, God was the check baggage. So...
1: What do you mean if I remember? You were, like, ready to divorce me because of the hissy fit I threw. How could I forget? <laughs> I mean,
0: one, one too many hissy fits and brings you over the edge. But, um... So, we were away for, you know, 10 days. So, we did check bags. And, obviously, we wanted to check our bags from Ibiza all the way through to Farah. Well, that wasn't happening. And it wasn't happening because... It was two separate reservations, and as I mentioned before, uh, we did the visa trip last minute, so obviously so it was going to be. Don't
1: want to sponsor us, Wellink, because I <laughs> am none too pleased. <laughs> with we'll you.
0: take, we'll take you. It <laughs> doesn't really matter. Um, we'll take you. We'll take get transfer. Get transfer, um, is good. We'll take Marriott. We'll take Chase. Whatever, whoever wants to sponsor, Amex. Us. yeah, Amex. Come on. Um, so if you have two different itineraries and confirmation numbers, you usually cannot check your bags all the way through. That's just how it is. We thought, okay, maybe we can get by. So we go up, we try to check our bags. The agent tells us, no, you have to go talk to... Um, customer service. Yeah, customer service, which was right across you know, the departure hall. So we went over there, and they're like, no, we can't do That's it. That's actually
1: not what happened. She's like, okay, that will be um, 60 euros per bag. And I'm like, bitch, what are you talking about? and was she, this the start
0: of your rant right this there? this was the
1: start of my rant no because, I think it
0: happened because, at the departure with the first day no
1: I was actually pretty calm with the first thing and then she sent us over there and this woman was taking her was taking a long time at the customer service so I was like okay she's actually doing this for us and then she looks up tells us that it's going to be like an extra 60 euros per person and I was like for what and she says your bags and I was like it's clear as day that we've paid for our bags I said I need you to merge our reservations and she was like oh I can't do that and that's when I was like you have wasted my time right So, and not fine you can't read English but it was in Spanish as well so you're just illiterate period and I was not happy and you were like I hate when you get this way blah 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 and I was like this is me deal (laughs) basically um and shit got really Chaotic when we got into Barcelona. Yeah,
0: well ex- was- I expected that to happen, but so based on what you just mentioned, it wasn't sixty euros a person um to merge the reservations. It was she, bags, she right, yeah, she, she didn't think that we already paid to check our which bags. Which is what
1: I just said, but right. she didn't read yeah. because it said in English and Spanish on our reservation that the bags were already paid for. So she just wasted. So our time.
0: long story short. Um, we had to check our bags to Barcelona. When we got there, we had to go get them a baggage claim. Now, keep in mind, obviously, you have a connection. Had to get them. And Barcelona's not a small airport. Nope. Um, so, finally... And there
1: was a lot of shopping that was distracting me. <laughs> all of they, my friends. They do have good Fendi, shopping in that airport. Gucci, Chanel. They were all there. Not
0: for me, but probably for you.
1: You were like, focus, focus, focus. And
0: you have to focus. I well, like,
1: hi, guys. Probably an hour
0: and a half connection. Um... So wait for the bags, get them, have to bring them outside, recheck the bags. Um, and we already did that once in Barcelona, and we knew there was, was going to be a line. Because for Vueling, for some reason, um, they think you know, they don't need people. So it's all self-service, even to check bags. And then they have one line with a representative there. And I was just like, screw it. I'm just going in the line right now. And there were probably like 10 people in front of us. Um, so we checked the bags in, had to go back through security again, that's a long line in Barcelona, um, and then finally get through probably right around boarding time, I would say. So, get on the flight, um, the reason that we were originally going to stay in Barcelona for four nights instead of two was there's no flights to Faro for whatever reason. There are
1: no direct flights. Yeah, which is crazy because it's so close. There's one direct flight a week. Which is... It's nuts. Yeah.
0: Like, obviously, there's much more from Lisbon where, you know, Portugal is, but Spain's boarding country uh, of Portugal. Well,
1: you were talking about this, that there definitely seems to be a Spanish-Portuguese riff, and so maybe that's part of it, that Welling is a Spanish airline. Maybe. And they want to invest in their own country more. Yeah,
0: I felt like it was kind of... I didn't feel it until we got to Portugal that... It was kind of like when we were in New Zealand and how they were talking about Australians in a certain way. Kind of got that vibe from the Portuguese yeah. um, about Spain. But so we did make the flight, the the one flight a week. Um, two hours to Faro, uh, get transfer to pick us up. They yeah. do have Uber in Portugal, which they don't in Spain. Um, but we had the, the service. The transfer,
1: I did. So people don't know this about Uber. I do this all the time, but like you don't have to be in the destination to get quotes. Right. So like I was getting Uber quotes for Portugal before we left in New York and get transfer was just consistently less money. So that's why we went with get transfer. Uh,
0: 45 minutes from the airport to Villa Vita Park is where we stayed. Uh, you found it. What attracted you to, to this particular hotel? It's more of a resort than a hotel, I would say.
1: Yeah, and you like resorts. Um so there are two really high-end hotels in that area. So there's Villa Vita Park and Villa Joya. Villa Joya is definitely more boutique. Um they have so in that area they have two Michelin Two, two Michelin star restaurants, we ate at both of them. One was at Villa Joya, the other was where we stayed at Villa Vita Park. So I figured, I knew we were going to go to Villa Joya for dinner so we get the opportunity to see the grounds. And I definitely think in looking at the two places, I made the right decision.
0: Well, Villa Joya, we'll get into the meal in a little bit, but um, I thought, you, you thought it was closer than it really was. To our hotel, it was about it's, a fifteen minute ride.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It just seemed longer in the car. Maybe I was just really excited to didn't, eat. Didn't
0: <laughs> didn't they only have like ten rooms or something there? Yeah, it's very boutique. I think it was like sixteen rooms. Yeah. Um, all right, so we'll get into that later. But um, so our hotel that we stayed at, I I would kind of say it's similar to a a Vegas style resort or a Caribbean style resort, like an Atlantis. Um, down in the Bahamas, maybe in an SLS kind of thing, which we went to. Um, they have 10 restaurants on property. They have multiple pools. They have.
1: I'm going to actually say I definitely think it's like the Atlantis, just smaller scale, because yeah. we actually stayed in the residences, which is no children. Um, and so the Atlantis now has like a tower like that, so oh, really? no children. Yeah. Um, I definitely on a smaller scale would get an Atlantis five with all the amenities and stuff. To yeah, definitely
0: there. on a, on a smaller scale. Cause you can walk the grounds. Um, like five of the restaurants are housed in one building. So it's not like you have to walk two miles to get to where you want to go. Um, you mentioned the residence. Um, I thought it was really nice. It, it was a big room, uh, had a living area, living room area, had a patio. Um, which we didn't really utilize that much. It was just a couple of lounge chairs outside. Um, but it was overlooking, um, the water, the cliff area. And yeah. that's, that's kind of what they're known for there, right? Yeah. Uh, like the big cliffs the along cliffs the sea. The cliffs and
1: they air, so they have beautiful beaches.
0: And the beaches are on the Atlantic Ocean there, as opposed to like in Spain, you'll get the Mediterranean.
1: And so the difference is the temperature of the water.
0: So cold. I stuck my toes in one time there because there there is a little beach area at the resort where you walk down steps and they have uh, chairs and umbrellas down there and the water was legit freezing, uh, really cold. So um, that was (laughs) the one experience in the water. I stuck to the pool. So did you. Um, Good pool area, I I thought. Infinity pool, pool, which we always like. Um, They had... Like, bungalow things, which they did not charge you for, which is always nice. They're like, yeah, take whatever. Um, They had a bar there. You could order lunch there, which we did one time. um, Which was really nice is we brought our own booze to the pool, and they didn't care, which is always good. Like, you know, we we had bottles that we purchased in the airport, which we always try and do. um, And we just asked them for, like, a bucket of ice and maybe sparkling water to go along with it, and they were they were totally fine. And just pour your drink, go in the pool, got it made. Yes. That, I mean, that's the go-to move.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Um, and then around that pool area, they had a, a couple of the restaurants. The one breakfast is included every day. Um, so that was on a terrace overlooking the pool and overlooking the ocean, which was nice. Um, Well,
1: so they had two pools. They had one, which was No Children Only, which is the infinity pool that we stayed at. And then they also had two places. A lot of these European hotels, breakfast is included. And so I think a lot of people forget to ask about that. Um, And also when they're checking you in, they don't always mention it. So there were two breakfast options. There was the one that we went to every day, which was a la carte. It also had a buffet, and that was No Children. And then the other option was solely buffet, and it was for... More geared for families. families, yeah, so I definitely think they did a really good job of you know having a having a resort where you could go if you have children and then you could also go if you don 't have children and don 't want children in your face twenty four seven because it 's a different type of trip
0: yeah, I agree, and this is um, under the umbrella of leading hotels of the world, um, so top of the top, usually, um, yeah, I thought that was a that was a nice thing. The area that we ate breakfast in, which had the a la carte menu, was closer to our room anyways, so worked out. Well,
1: because we stayed in the residence, right? which is no children.
0: Right. Which was... Yeah, it was good. And it was beautiful.
1: Um, it was outdoors. You had uh, views of the water. I would say all four places we stayed had beautiful breakfast situation with views of the water.
0: Um, before we get into the food, I guess, they have a separate beach club there. Um, they have a shuttle that goes... Every half is? hour. Yeah, maybe. every half hour so. Um, 15-minute drive, and it's a public beach, but part of it is separated for the hotel. Um, there's three restaurants there. We ate at, um, an all-seafood.
1: Arte Nautica.
0: Arte Nautica. Um, all fresh seafood, really good. And then they had attendance on the beach as well. Um, For
1: chairs, towels, umbrellas. Which was
0: all included Included, because you were staying at the hotel. You just gave your room number. Um, which was nice. We went there one afternoon. What was really interesting, obviously we didn't go in the water because it was like 49 degrees in there, um, even though it was, what, like 85 outside. Um, Just sitting on the beach, there's like this weird fog that tends to come in there. And we kind of asked around, and this is a normal thing. Like, it's not going to rain, but just like in a matter of minutes... It just gets all foggy. You can't see anything around you. It's really weird. And then it just passes through. But apparently that's the norm there. I thought, like, it was a sandstorm at yeah. first. Um, but it really wasn't windy. So it was very weird because I was like, oh, do we have to, it's going to rain. We have to go in. And
1: they
0: were like, no. They're like, no, don't worry about it. It'll pass. I was like, okay, whatever you say. Uh, what did you think it was, like, while well, it was going on? I
1: thought the world was ending. <laughs> it wasn't. You just got so panicked.
0: That's really weird. Like, if you're sitting there, I have, like, my headphones on, listening to music or whatever, um, and you just see it get dark and foggy, and you can't see, like, anybody around you. You can't see the water even, even though you're, like, 10 feet away from it. I was, like,
1: showered. I'm almost done with my chapter or my book. Yeah, and you didn't, you didn't give a shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so did that for half of the day. Came back, uh... It was a nice addition. I wouldn't have to go back two days, I would say. But it was, it was cool for a half-day trip. Um, so we mentioned the Villa Joya. That's where we went the first night for right. dinner. Uh, took an Uber over there. As you mentioned, very boutique small. We started out uh, with a drink. And the bartender, I don't know if you remember, this came over. He was actually from Brooklyn originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and he handcrafted all the cocktails on the menu and was explaining, like, his inspiration for every single one. This is what some people like. This is what other people like. I thought it was a nice thing, like, to start things off. It was relaxing. It was, like, in a lounge couch setting. It was an
1: expensive thing to start things
0: off. How much were the drinks?
1: They were, like, 30 euros a
0: pop. Yeah, that's... (laughs) That's pricey. Well, this place in general wasn't, wasn't cheap at all. Yeah. But, uh you made the reservation so that's where we went that's right um and then when we sat down for dinner magnificent view
1: Gorge, absolutely beautiful
0: all the tables were outside you you could sit inside if you wanted to but once the sun went down like a little bit and you wanted to see the sunset you wanted to be out there
1: you're right on the water it, it was
0: yeah it was it was pretty beautiful. great um so you mentioned two Michelin stars. Is it on the top 50, top 100 list? or Not no?
1: anymore. It fell off a couple of years ago.
0: Okay. Um, um, some standout dishes that... I, I remember we started out with the tuna, which you really liked.
1: Yeah. So I have um, both menus in front of me from Villa Joya and then um, the other one we're going to talk about. Now, one thing I just want to point out is the... Um, what would you call him, the host, the general manager... He was just extremely pleased... With himself? With himself. <laughs> with, with the restaurant? With the restaurant, with the chef. I
0: do remember this.
1: Telling us... And listen, I don't like to talk money with you guys, but this meal is 210 euros per person. And the shit he was spewing, that he has people that stay there for two consecutive weeks and every single night they dine at this restaurant. So every single night the chef has to change the menu. And if I tell you that there's not even a date on this menu that makes zero sense to me.
0: Yeah, he he was a little full, he was a lot full of himself. Um came over, said to us, "Do you know this is a two Michelin star restaurant?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're aware, but th- thanks for telling us." Um he did say that they have a lot of people staying for 2 weeks and that's um, That's
1: why they're open seven days a week and right.
0: never takes a break.
1: Never takes and a break, and
0: there there's not one thing on the menu that stays the same every single day. Which okay, I'll, uh,
1: then put a date on your menu. If it's different every single day, put a date on it. <laughs> um, that was that was my thoughts on it. Also, even if I had the means to eat at a restaurant that was 210 euros per person per evening, I would not want to do that for 14 consecutive <laughs> no. days. Um, Just saying. And he
0: came over a lot, too. Yeah. Like, that's very...
1: He was very annoying.
0: Unless I'm eating something, which happened this week, like, something really spicy and I need constant water. (laughs) Like, I don't want, like, my water to be refilled every sip that I take. I find that very annoying. And that's kind of what they did at this place. And then the host would come over, like, every five or six minutes and say, like... like like give us some fact about the restaurant and how great it is like can we just eat like can you just let us enjoy the experience because you're kind of ruining it yeah bro
1: okay sorry so back to the things we liked um they in all these restaurants they always give you these little like snacks um starters starters which are never listed on the actual menu there, so, there were a bunch of snacks and starters, but the first dish on the actual menu was the tuna, basil, and squid, which I loved. It was um, a raw ahi tuna. I thought it was super tender and delicious. Um, and, you know, like, the it usually starts with raw fish and progresses into um, cooked fish and then, like, a poultry and then a red meat to end things, and then you start your desserts. So, that's the way the menu progressed, what... I
0: mean, some of the standouts, uh, the quail breast, which I don't eat every day. I'm sure a lot of you don't eat every day. Um, but on a tasting menu, it's good to try new things. I thought that was really good. Um, they had lamb three different ways. And when I say three different ways, I mean like miniature bites, (laughs) three different (laughs) ways. Um, so don't get confused. It wasn't like a rack of lamb and then a lamb shoulder or something like that. Like these are pretty tiny portions. um, All in all, obviously, we didn't love the service. Um, I thought the food was very good. Um, what did you think, like, like, what did you think overall and did you think it was worth it?
1: Um, I'm definitely happy that we went, um, I thought the food was good, um, I don't think that it's the best sign that I needed to like look at the menu to remember what my favorite dishes were. But I will say that that scenery was so beautiful that it almost... I think even if I had the best meal of my life and I had that scenery, the scenery would almost trump it.
0: Did you feel like... And we can talk about this after uh, the next dinner place, restaurant we talk about. But did you, from this particular place and this menu get, like, a feel of Portuguese food from it? Not really. Were you looking, like, in a tasting menu, a two-Michelin star place, like, do you expect that, or is it not, not really mm. important to you? So
1: I think the interesting thing is, is that neither of these two chefs are Portuguese. They're both German. Um, so, knowing that, I kind of didn't expect, like, true Portuguese cuisine, but... I do think we had the opportunity to taste more of that when we had our lunches.
0: So. Yeah, I mean it was interesting. We okay, I mean I have the same feelings really about it. Um, I would have liked to taste a little more Portuguese cuisine, whether that's you know traditional octopus or something else. Um, as Melissa mentioned, the chefs were German, so they did what they did wasn't German food, per se, but there were, like, French techniques in there. There was, you know, some seafood. Yeah. Um, so the, the other place that we went to was literally right above our room, in the same building, had to take an elevator one flight up or walk some stairs, um, and that was Ocean Restaurant, which was the top restaurant um, at the hotel. If you look at top restaurants in the Algarve, this one pops up a lot.
1: I mean, both of them do. They're both two Mission right. star
0: restaurants. Um, what did you think? Like the differences were between Villa Joya and this Pan Ocean?
1: Um, I thought the food was similar. Um, I thought that they did some really cool presentations, like their their bread and butter service, the butter what looked like olives, which was like really cool. Isn't
0: I? I'm finding, and I think you'll agree with me that the mark of a really good restaurant comes down to their bread and butter.
1: I've said which, this for a very long which time. Which is the
0: most basic thing. And if you've never, like, really experienced a high-end Michelin star restaurant before, you're going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, everybody gives bread and butter. Like, no. This is, like, different.
1: So you have, like, the, ol- the, the quote-unquote olive butter at this place. You have at Blue Hillstone Barns. They have different cows that they use to make the butter so each butter has its own they name. bake their own bread different they bake types their own bread um yeah I've always said that and I've been to really like quote unquote fine dining restaurants and they give you cold bread cold hard butter and I'm like this is disgusting so I I make my own decisions on places like I want to try the quote unquote top places of the destinations I'm in but like I'm not going to sit there and tell you that a place is amazing just because someone else said that like right i'm gonna have my own opinion great
0: views at ocean as well um we sat inside but the whole like there were no doors or anything or no windows so it was all open air um i thought the service was much better there than that the other one uh any standouts on the menu for you
1: um i love prawns so they had scarlet prawns which were really good
0: squid which was nice uh they had a big thing of octopus, which is more traditional when you think of, you know, Portugal and southern Portuguese food, that's something that you think of, so they had octopus with smoked eel and beef tongue, hello, (laughs) that's not your everyday thing.
1: They had lamb as well here. Yeah,
0: lamb was like the main go-to meat, Um, yeah, I thought uh, pretty good, Uh, better than the other place, I would say, in my esteemed opinion. Um, so that was two nights of it. And then we really went high end on the third night. I mean, get ready for this. Room service. Hello. M-Y- one, of my, one of my favorites. M.E.Y.'s
1: Bachelor in Paradise.
0: Oh, B.I.P. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, can't miss out on that one. Emmy award winning. Um, yeah, so just... I I was thinking about going to a place that was right down the road from the hotel. the hotel um that was a local, you know, place just to get like an authentic feel. And then they had a Portuguese restaurant at the hotel. And then when it came time to like decide where we we're going to go, I was just like, eh, kind of tired. Like, do you want to do anything? And you're like, no, not really. Like, all right, let's just chill and order room service for our last night. Just fine. Like we had an early flight anyways, and that was the stay, I mean, three nights there, um I think that this was probably the most relaxing portion of the trip, which is good because you're ending on that note um if somebody said like, "Oh, what'd you see in Portugal uh, <laughs> the beach, the pool um there wasn't like much history there or anything, like we I were kind of secluded even
1: people that travel around that area, they're really just traveling to different beaches. Right. It's not like you're in Lisbon and you're looking at all these, like, historical things, like...
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so, flying back, we had to go through Lisbon, uh, tap Portugal, which um, we did, and had a connecting flight back to New York. So... Uh, The first one, just an hour flight, it was interesting. So we were in business class, but on the short flight, there is no... There is business class, but it's not a business class seat. Um, So what it is, is a row of three, and they don't use the middle seat for anything. So, you know, we were in quote-unquote business, so we had A and C in the row, and B was empty. So there was no middle seat, but that was really the only thing. They did have the curtain, though, which I thought was really funny, like... It's the same seats, just nobody in the middle, but they did close that curtain, that magic curtain, for that hour flight. Um, and then we transferred um, a little bit of a I don't know, man, Lisbon was like kind of a I wouldn't say unique airport, but it took a long time to get through security. First of all, uh, every gate we had there was was a bus gate, so get off the plane get on the bus, wait for the bus to be full, um, then go to the airport, then go through customs, then go recheck through security again, um, and then go to the gate, which was pretty far from what I remember. It took a while um, to get through. So, TAP Portugal, uh, brand new plane, the A330-900neo. Neo means... Um, new engines, basically, um, but they're this is the first iteration of the nine hundred. Um, same kind of layout in business class one two one. We were on the one side this time, yeah. For your request, yeah, I wanted to try it out. Um, when we originally booked this ticket, it wasn't on that plane. It was on their older plane, but I knew these were coming. Um, so you know, if you go and check uh, your seat map, you can see if things have changed. And I knew that. They were exclusively flying this type of plane on this route now. So um, we got to experience it. What, what did you think of the plane? Was it any different than, you know, other business class products you went on? Like, anything stand out?
1: I think it's very interesting that I could, like, change the color of my hair and you don't notice, but you notice all these things with these planes that I just don't see. Um, I thought that... I was happy that it made you happy. <laughs> um, other than that, like I could tell it was a new plane, but I I couldn't really tell otherwise. I think that as far as a business class seat, it's a pretty good value for what we paid because we paid cash for this. Um, and the reason we decided to pay cash for this is because the points that we would have had to use through United because they're a partner, um, the cash value was just, less so we, we decided to do the cash
0: way yeah and sometimes that happens like you look at all your options and you know why am I going to spend whatever to say 200,000 m- points when I can get like a business class ticket for a thousand bucks um, yeah and that's what it was right so pretty good value there that's why we made that decision I mean for me I, I could tell a difference right away like I, I kn- know
1: you could and there's a picture you had us take right outside with the engines and you look happier than on our wedding day
0: <laughs> not sure. Not true, but I thought it was a cool
1: You picture. you need to post that picture with this episode so everyone okay. can see. And Fine. we're gonna do a carousel. We'll do that and we'll do our wedding day.
0: Fine. We'll do that. <laughs> Go to the Itinerary Travel on Instagram, follow us at the Itinerary Travel. We'll put up those pictures so you can see <laughs> how um,
1: happy Jared was. <laughs> with well, his new engine girlfriend. Neo Engine.
0: Yes, that's her name, Neo. <laughs> She's very nice to me. Um, But all kidding aside, very quiet ride. Those engines were super quiet. The hard product, which is the seat, the pitch, all that stuff, um, was excellent. Like, brand new seat, you could tell. um, Had a massage feature in it.
1: Oh, I did not know that.
0: Gotta get on board. I mean,
1: come on. This is why I need you to sit in the two, (laughs) so you can tell me these things.
0: Um, Yeah, just... Just brand new um the and this is the first airline to fly this particular plane um they had great ife which is in-flight entertainment I'm, i'm sure you didn't notice this stuff um but it was a much bigger screen than you usually get and they had cool things on there they had cameras all around the plane where you could look outside and they had virtual 3d modeling of it too which is super cool uh I was just like flipping back and I forth. I think
1: that they should have used that money to work on their food service. <laughs> well, personally. we'll get we'll get to
0: that. Um, but that's all part of the hard product, which uh, was cool. It was different. Uh, I haven't really been on many planes that have done that before, so it gives you all different vantage points of where you're flying over, what you're looking at, what the pilots are seeing. Um, but the soft product, which includes the food, was not that great. It includes the food. And the service, so you know, know your I, your take I had on it no
1: idea.
0: yeah, two separate things: hard product and soft product, so um, I didn't think the service was great, asked a couple of questions, didn't get a straight answer. Um, I knew from previous reviews that the food wasn't going to be great either, which it wasn't, but it's not the longest flight in the world uh, to get back It's about seven and a half hours to go there. it's only six and a half um, so yeah it. I, I thought it was a a good flight overall. Um the most important thing to me in that situation is the seat and the comfort, which I thought was really good. Um so got to experience it there. Uh passport stamps, uh Algarve, Portugal, what would you give it?
1: I'll go nine one.
0: That's pretty high. Um compared to like the other places on this trip, uh you liked it better
1: I definitely didn't like it the best. Um, I think Sicily was my favorite, uh, but I think that, and we've spoken about this offline, that I think it just had everything. In our
0: in our production meetings? In our
1: production meetings, <laughs> in our bed. Um, I think it had everything. I think it was a beautiful resort. I think it had the gorgeous water. I think it had the high-end dining that I'm into, the fresh seafood, um, but I wouldn't say any of those things were like my favorite. But I think of everything together, it had the most to offer.
0: Okay, I'll go eight six passport stamps. Um, just a little bit lower. Um, I liked everything there. Like I, can't, I'm not gonna say anything bad about it. I guess just didn't wow me like other places we've been or other places on this trip. You mentioned Sicily. I'll agree with that um, as, like, the number one on this list. For me, um, even though it was a city based on where we went in Barcelona, I'm going to go two on that. I'll go Portugal three, just ahead of Ibiza. Um, I thought the resort was really nice. Um, The staff was really good. The food was good. Obviously, you had a lot of options. Um, I liked the pool scene there. Um, there was not much to experience outside of the resort like we went to the the beach that they had one day but it was it was like a vacation town it was a beach town um, and that and that's fine so I'll go 8.6 on that and uh, that'll wrap it up uh, for the Euro trip 2019 and for this one the Algarve in Portugal so next week I have another exciting episode for you guys Uh, we are heading to the Canadian Rockies Banff National Park and we're going to tell you about that Uh, we just got back from that Um, so obviously very different from what we were doing here in uh, Portugal but really uh great long weekend we'll get into it more obviously if you want to go back and listen to previous episodes of the itinerary easy to do if you're listening on itunes right now or spotify um just click on available episodes download rate review subscribe um if you want to check out those pictures uh go to instagram and follow us at the itinerary travel and uh we will speak to you next time bye
1: adios we we'll